0: Take your Bibles out this morning, if you would, turn to 2 Samuel chapter 9 this morning as I speak a quick word into your hearts. I don't want you to come to church without a word, and I know that the children ministered ably, but I don't want anyone ever feeling that they came to church and they did not receive a word. Again, didn't our children, our lakeside children, didn't they do awesome this morning? Amen. Amen. Every Christmas, I look forward to not only the gifts and the gift-giving and the gastronomical delights of Christmas cuisine, I not only look forward to the family being together, but still at this age today, I look forward to one TV special. Do you know that TV special? I began watching it every year at Christmas time as a little tot, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special. How many? That's one of your favorites as well. Sure! And Rudolph had an adventure. And he ended up on an island. Do you remember the welcome sign on that island? Do you remember, Tech Booth, what that welcome sign said? All misfit toys are welcome here. Because what island was this? The island of misfit toys. Sure, who was on that island? You remember the toys on that island? Oh, there was the -the jack-in-the-box that was not jack-in-the-box, but his name was George. I googled it, and it was George. I researched this sermon. I don't know what special you're listening to. That's right. I disagree with the preacher. There was a train there, and the train was a misfit because it had... Square wheels, that's right. A water pistol was there and it was a misfit because it didn't shoot water, it shot jelly. jelly. Very good. This is the smartest service I've talked to this morning. There was a cowboy there and he's a misfit because he didn't ride a horse, he rode a ostrich. There was a bird on Misfit Island. It's a misfit because it couldn't fly, it could only swim in water. Misfits. Misfit toys. Toys that nobody wants. In the human realm, what are misfits in the human realm? They're people that we consider that they never measure up. They're screw-ups. They're losers. They're jerks. They're rejects. How has the enemy... How has the enemy shipwrecked you this Christmas on Misfit Island? You know, you'd be amazed at how many come to church every week, every week. How many sit in the pew every week and yet they're left destitute, they're left shipwrecked on Misfit Island. They see themselves, they speak about themselves, they view themselves as a misfit. How has the enemy got you on Misfit Island? Many live on Misfit Island because they constantly compare themselves to others. They compare their appearance, their smarts. They compare their, the money that they make, their abilities, their position, their marriage. They even compare their children with other people's children. I've learned something about comparisons if you're comparing yourself with others all the time you'll not only be on misfit island but comparisons are unscriptural they're ungodly comparisons we agree with me comparisons kill they'll rob you of any joy that you'll have in life there's two things I've learned about comparisons two things number one first learn to bloom where you're planted Learn to bloom where you are planted. The Bible says this in Ecclesiastes. Whatever you f- your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Not all of us are going to be number one in anything in life. What has God placed your, in your hand? Where has God positioned you in life? Who are you? What opportunities have God laid your way? Be found faithful where you're at. Strive to be the best that you can be where God has planted you. Bloom where you have been planted by God. Do you realize that you all have jobs? You all have opportunities? You all walk school hallways? You walk in places that I will never ever be able to enter you be you're able to meet people I'll never ever know you can be the hand of God extended reaching out to the hurting the needy you relate with situations that no missionary evangelist preacher will ever have the opportunity of doing bloom where you're planted on that day of days let God say well done, because you drove a Cadillac. Well done, because you lived in a mansion. Well done, because you made so much. No. He's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. The second thing I've noticed about comparisons, keep your eyes on Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on who? Who? On the guy that has all the money? On the person who drives a better car than us? On somebody else's house? Fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Accept the person that God has made you to be. Biology tells us there will never be another one like you. DNA, RNA tells us and informs us that you are an original In fact, when God made you, he did throw the mold away. There'll never be another person like you. You're unique. You're special. So in God's eyes, be an original. You're a special creation of God. The devil loves deceiving us onto misfit island, causing us to live backwards and to get us stuck in the past. Are you stuck in the past? Have failings, flaws, regrets, guilt, mistakes, sin, things that you've done in the past, has that got you bogged down so that you're living life backwards instead of living forward in life? I've got a very profound, deep theological word to give you, a prophetic word to give you this morning. If you are stuck... By the sins, the regrets, the guilts in your past. If you're stuck in the past, here's the profound word that I would like to give you this morning let go of it. Let go of it. Did you fail some exam, some class? Did you get a lousy grade in the past? Let go of it. Did you lose a contract, a big sales job? Did you you mess up in a job? Are you unemployed? Let go of it. Were you hurt by someone? Did someone reject you, betray you in the past? And today you just keep reliving it. Let go of it in the name of Jesus. Michelangelo was standing in front of a big, huge, Ugly piece of rock, hammering away, chiseling away at that rock. And someone said to Michelangelo, Why are you wasting your time on that ugly piece of rock? And Michelangelo said, I see a beautiful angel trapped in this rock, and I'm doing my best to let him out. God is a master artist. A master craftsman. God doesn't focus on our actualities. He focuses on our potentialities. He doesn't look at our past. God does not consult our past to determine our future. God looks at all that we can be in Christ Jesus. Not what we used to be, but what we're going to be through His Son, Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord, Ephesians 2.10. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Paul said in Philippians, be confident of this. Are you confident that He began a good work in you? You're a work in progress. You're a work in motion. You're a work that's moving forward. He began a good work in you and he will continue to perform it until it's perfectly complete. Despite the fact that you've made a lot of mistakes, despite the fact that you failed God a a zillion times, if you're still a follower of Jesus Christ, what does it all add up to? God sees the masterpiece that he's fashioning in you and I. If God sees it, you need to see it too. Amen? A Sunday school teacher was teaching one of our children about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, how Lot and his family escaped Sodom and Gomorrah, and they were given orders not to look back. And what happened? The Sunday school teacher asked when Lot's wife, Turned around and looked back. She was turned into a pillar of salt. salt. One of the little boys raised his hand in the classroom and said, "You think that's something? My mom was driving the other day. She she looked back and she turned into a utility pole. <laughs> Stop parking by yesterday's failures." Stop looking at where you've been and start looking at where you can be in Jesus. Live life forward. Live forward for all that God has for you. Look because the best is yet to come. You were saved. You are being saved. And one day when you shall see Him, you will be like Him. Totally saved the consummation of your salvation. Listen, King David, Peter, Paul, they all failed miserably. But they decided to receive God's grace and let go of the past. That's why Paul said in Philippians 3, This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus there it is stop living in the rearview mirror of your life the next time the devil reminds you of your past you remind him of his future that he's a loser and you're on the winning side i want to remind you no matter what you've done in the past no matter how deep your sin is his love is deeper still his grace is is greater still hallelujah we're going forward with god the best is yet to come amen hallelujah The enemy delightfully keeps us on Misfit Island by making us feel worthless through hurts, rejection, and abuse. He'll make you feel worthless. He'll make you feel a misfit just as long as you make the devil's word about you Your word. Just as long as you make the enemy's word your word. A minister that I know was touring a medical facility, a state-run facility for little children. His sister was the director of the facility. As they were touring and walking down the hallways, suddenly he heard a horrendous, heartbreaking cry and he knew that was not the normal cry of a baby. She rushed him into a side room, and there a little baby had just been brought in by the ambulance, a baby that had been horribly abused. This baby boy, his hands and the bottom of his feet had been burned with cigarettes. And worse yet scrawled and written over his little body, somebody used a black felt pen and wrote obscenities all over his little body. And he was screaming, the most heartbreaking scream of rejection and abuse. That sister of that minister, she picked up that little boy and immediately he recoiled because a touch met pain, but she began cooing him and hugging him and holding him close, and his painful cries subsided, and he began cooing next to her cooing, soaking up the love like a dry, dry sponge. Has the enemy of your soul inscribed upon your life that you're worthless, that you're junk, that you're stupid, that you're garbage. Has that what he has confessed upon your life? You've listened to it, you've imbibed it, you have believed it, and you have received it. And you find yourself shipwrecked on Misfit Island. Upon the authority of God's Word, I remind you of who you are in Christ Jesus. You are not what the world says you are. You're not what your past says you are. You're not what your sins say you are or what the devil says you are. You're what the Lord says you are. You're a child of God. You're born again in a blood-washed child of the King. The Lord is your Father and He declares upon you. If the Lord before you, if God before you, who can be against you? He has made no plans for your failure. He does not manufacture junk or garbage. In fact the Lord's word says in Jeremiah 29 11 I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and to give you a future. The Lord is for you. The Lord desperately loves you. He wants to promote you, not demote you. The Lord wants to bless you and prosper you. His will and His intentions for your life are nothing but good. God is good. And He's good when? All the time. If you don't escape from Misfit Island, you'll miss out on being able to give and receive real love. The most critical people that I know, the most angry people that I know, the most hurtful people that I've ever encountered are people that have internalized anger due to not loving themselves. An old trucker was at a truck stop enjoying his lunch, a bowl of soup, a cup of coffee, a slice of apple pie, when suddenly three hell's angels pull into the, the truck stop parking lot, line up their bikes, strut in. They took one look at that old truck driver and one picked up the old man's coffee and drank most of it. Another one took a chunk out of his apple pie. Well, the third one went ahead and spit in his soup. And they stood there laughing. So what are you going to do about it now, old man? The old truck driver quietly pushed the coffee, the soup, the pie on the corner. On the counter forward and took the ticket, went and paid his bill, walked calmly out into the parking lot. The biggest hell's angel said to the waitress, ha, what a wimp. What an old wimp, that truck driver. He's a real wimp, isn't he? The waitress said, I don't know if he's a wimp but I do know he doesn't know how to drive. He just ran over three motorcycles with his truck out in the parking lot. Sadly, sadly, there are many that we rub shoulders with they have been so hurt in the past they have been so victimized in the past they have been so abused verbally emotionally physically sexually in the past they have repressed that anger they have internalized that anger and then they react when we least expect it they react in being very judgmental and very critical why why are they so unhappy about others? Because they're so unhappy about themselves. That's why Jesus said, Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. As long as you see yourself as a misfit, on misfit island, you will be incapable of giving or truly receiving love. Love. Do you see how that works? Abusers, as we well know, those that are abused end up becoming abusers. The victimized end up becoming victimizers. Incapable of giving or receiving real love. I watch this. I counsel this in marriage. All of a sudden, after the honeymoon, we wake up and discover We haven't married the perfect person. We haven't married the person that was intended to make us completely contented and complete in life. We all of a sudden discover we haven't married the perfect spouse, and neither have they. What's a tick? What's a tick? Talking about the insect, the tick. Its whole sole purpose in life is what? To give or take. To take. It's a parasite. It's a blood sucker. It lives off, for instance, a dog. It takes, 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 takes. Now, what happens if you're a pastor and now you're sitting down with a married couple and all of a sudden you realize, as the counselor, you realize that in this married couple, these two unhappy people, that you've got two ticks and no dog. <laughs> Sir, ma'am, for you that are married, you have not married Jesus. Jesus. You have not married the perfect person. You have a hole in your heart that only Jesus can fill. That husband, that wife, no matter how loving, no matter how wonderful they are, they were never meant to fulfill the role that only the Christ of Christmas can play Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus can make life sweet. Only Jesus can bring real love, real joy, real peace in your life and my life. How many this Christmas are stuck on Misfit Island? You're settling for the life of a pauper instead of the prince that is God, that God has called you to be. You're living below your privileges. You've settled for mediocrity. You've settled for a mundane, miserable life. You're like the the cruise passenger that brought his cheese and crackers on a cruise ship, and he kept hungering for the food that the other passengers were eating in the galley, And he went to pay for the food, and the purser said, do you have a ticket? He said, yes, I have a ticket. All of your meals are included in your ticket. He was living below his privileges. Are you living below your privileges? As Dale comes to the keyboard this morning, are you living below your privileges? Are you living on nothing but cheese and crackers? And God has spread for you His banqueting table. Would you realize who you are and whose you are in Christ Jesus? When you came to Jesus, He made something beautiful out of your life. Listen. Are you stuck on Misfit Island? If you are, There's someone who wants to rescue you. There's someone, and his name is the Christ of Christmas. I love to tell the story, true story given by Chuck Swindoll, that prince of preachers. Chuck was going to school, he was going to seminary, and he noticed this one kid by the name of Johnny at the seminary that had a horrific, horrific, bright red birthmark square on his face like a hand. And one would think that Johnny would be introverted. One would think that Johnny would be just so eaten up by a poor self-image that he'd be a wallflower that he'd isolate himself, that he'd be a misfit. On the other hand, conversely, Johnny was the talk of the campus. He was the most popular kid at the school. Everybody wanted to hang out with him. He was an encourager. He was always upbeat. He had a bounce in his step. He squared his shoulders. Chuck Swindoll just couldn't handle it any longer. He sat down one day with Johnny in the library and he said, Can I ask you a question? And Johnny looked at him and said, You want to ask about my birthmark, don't you? Yeah, Chuck said. Yeah. How is it that you're so upbeat? And yet, how do you deal with that birthmark? Johnny said, Let me tell you. I came home from school one day, six years old another day of the boys and girls teasing me calling me ugly face that I had been beaten by an ugly stick birthmark birthmark and I was about ready to lose my mind even as a six-year-old and then my daddy said Johnny Come on daddy's lap daddy wants to tell you a christmas story see johnny you were born around christmas time the same time that jesus was born and the very day that i saw you birthed and born the very day that i noticed for the first time that you had the birthmark god told me that Because of being born around Christmas, you had been kissed by an angel. God told me to tell you that you're special. You're especially loved by God. And because you are so special, He allowed an angel to kiss you. Johnny told Chuck Swindell, he said, After that, I jumped off my daddy's lap. I went back to school. I walked through the playground, the neighborhood. My shoulders square, my head held high. And I began shouting, I've been kissed by an angel. I'm kissed by an angel. I'm special. He said, my daddy spoke that into my life so much Throughout my life, my dad and mom spoke that into me so much. I've lived all my life feeling sorry for those that don't have birthmarks. What word are you living by? The devil's word or God's word? The one's calling you a misfit, the other says, You have been created in my image you're special what word are you living by again you're not what the world says you are your past or your sins you're what God says you are how do you see yourself do you see yourself the way God sees you you see there came a Bethlehem morning a Bethlehem morning For there came one who bypassed the palace, who bypassed the temple. And he was birthed and born, where? In a stable. And he was laid, where? In a manger, a feeding trough. Because he didn't come with the appearance of a king. He came dressed up like a misfit. That's right. Throughout his life, they called him illegitimate. He was stigmatized, a misfit. The state ended up calling him a rebel. The church of his day said, you're a heretic, a drunkard, you're demon-possessed. One of his closest friends, Judas, betrayed him and sold him out. He was left all alone to die a criminal's death, a shameful death, a misfit's death. Why was it that the King of Kings, who was no misfit, came as a misfit for all of us misfits? Because we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone in this room, especially the guy holding the microphone, is a misfit. We've all blown it at one time or another. But He, Jesus, He was forsaken that we might be accepted. He became sin that we might enjoy salvation. He became poor that we might become rich that we might live he came down from heaven to earth so we might go from earth to heaven he became a misfit that we might be exalted glory to God isn't it time you say yes to Jesus bow your heads with me this morning Father as every head is bowed and every eye is closed we recognize Lord Jesus That we're all misfits we've all failed you we all have regrets we all struggle with a poor self-image but Lord you've come to change us to rearrange us to make us brand-new the Christ of Christmas Just like in the children's presentation, heads are bowed and eyes are closed this morning. How many, in the reverence of this moment, the sacredness of this hour, how many are here this morning and you're not sure you're right with God? You're not sure that you have a home in heaven and you want to be sure. I'm going to pray a prayer. A prayer that can make you right with God and give you eternal life in heaven. A prayer that will cause you to know that you know that you know that you're born again. No longer a misfit. God's special creation. Isn't it time you say yes to Jesus? How many, how many want to be included in a prayer? that'll make you right with God and give you a home in heaven. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, just lift up your hand if you want to be included in this prayer. Right now. Right now. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. How many more? How many more? You're tired. You're tired of what the devil has written upon you. You're tired of the devil calling you a loser, a reject, a misfit. Just lift up your hand if you want to be included in this prayer. Lift it up high like you mean it. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. I'm going to pray this prayer, but I want to invite you to pray it with me out loud. In fact, I want everyone to pray it out loud with me. But for you that have lifted up your hands, make this prayer your prayer. Will you do it right now? Dear Jesus, I come to you right now, just as I am. I confess, I have sinned, I'm a sinner, but Jesus, you're my Savior, save me from my sin, save me from being a misfit. I believe you died for me, I believe you rose from the dead with resurrection life. I want that life, Jesus. A new life. A changed life. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing me, for cleansing me, for changing me. I thank you, Jesus, that I am saved. So I receive it as I believe it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the glory to God right now for those that have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. Stand with me this morning. Stand with me this morning.